let's go ahead and introduce on Below the Belt show. We're so excited uh, to have the director and writer and one of the stars of this great film, a comedy with some dark moments, I'd say, uh, called The Mimic, <laughs> uh, the lighter side of being a sociopath. We have director extraordinaire Thomas Maziotti, and we also have yeah. actor extraordinaire who plays the kid, Jake Robinson. Welcome to Below the Belt Show. Yo, yo. Thank, Thank you, guys. Thank you, Al. Yes, I watched the film today. Uh, it was fantastic. Oh, and um, just nice. a breath of fresh air because it's it's a unique film. It's not something that we've seen before, number one. But a very unique take on the whole sociopath um, right. thing because we've all encountered sociopaths. I'm actually friends with a sociopath uh oh. well that's just the name on the air but nonetheless <laughs> um, I, think uh, I, so, I think i know him right oh you, you know him too <laughs> <Do> I, <laughs> talking right, about, right? Right. I think ali knows what i'm talking about too but nonetheless that's neither here nor there <laughs> but uh, thomas you wrote the film was and it's based on a true, true story was there a particular no. sociopath in mind uh right it's uh, it's it's someone that still lives in the town so uh, uh, I try to avoid the post office and places like that, but uh, it's, uh, it, it, he's still here. Uh, but it ha happened about three years ago. And if the opening of the film, that, that opening scene is verbatim. So when that happened, I knew it was time to, uh, to get out of it. You know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty wild. You, you know what's crazy is we were, we were filming on location in that same town. And so like I'm playing this dude who's a real person in this town where we're filming. So oh. I'm like, okay, like, is he going to show up? Like, is he going to crash the set? So oh, you never got to meet him there. So Did he, he ever come by? No, God, no, thank God. Oh, no. that's good. Does he know, like, that you are playing him? Or does he, like, realize, or, like, has? does he know about the film? That's a great question. I think he, Tom, Thomas, I think he yeah. knows about the film. I don't I, listen, I, I haven't seen him in years, okay. so I, uh, okay. but uh, there was a camera crew, uh, rather large, right, uh, in this town for a number of months, so a number of weeks, so I, I would think, but I don't know. We'll see if he can put two and two together. Yeah. yeah. I gotta find my address. You haven't <laughs> talked to him in a couple of years, no, no, no. But, Tom, but Thomas, you had a lot of close encounters with this, with this gentleman, or for uh, yeah, lack I of did. a better word. You know, okay. So, so that We're that just, was a interesting way to put that into script, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It was, but it was about six months I was friends with him. So, very interesting. Wow, I'm I'm curious on um, talking to him now, Thomas, on how we re react about the film. Um, now, what about you, Jake? Uh, I guess um, preparing for this role as, as a socio sociopath type of character, what did you did you study any particular? Um, Sociopaths in particular in film or anything I mean, on YouTube I, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I looked at a few videos uh, for physicality, but I mainly read some books. Um, specifically, the Sociopath Next Door was one that I read. I learned a lot of, uh, about. I mean, basically the main thing I learned is that like the typical sociopath that, that we think of, you know, like someone scary or violent is not is not actually the, that's actually the, the rarity, the normal, like most yes. people are sociopaths. That's a psychopath. Exactly. Most people okay. just they function in society. Probably odds are they're like the CEO of Apple or some large right. corporation because they can make really difficult decisions without really giving to uh, cares for anyone else. 
And so uh, yeah. I think you know, for me the, the biggest thing was was bringing a levity to the character and not sitting in that, you know, the idea of him being a sociopath. So adding some physicality, a few ticks, but also just making sure that he was charming and likable above all else because it was very easy to go the other direction. Right. Do you think because the film was a comedy that made it a little easier? Definitely. I think I think it did, but also at the same time, comedy – I, I think in many ways is more difficult than drama yeah. uh, personally. And so I think when you, when you have a character like this and you know, the great thing about Thomas and the way he wrote the script, it was so specific. The language was so detailed. Uh, the, the takes we did, we did like 14 minute long takes sometimes. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Crazy long takes, almost like doing stage um, in front of a camera. And uh, so, you know, it was specific in what was, what was required. And then we kind of filled in the blanks, and we had this incredible ensemble cast. This Oops. is excellent. Where are we? Are we in? Whoa! Somebody the rings. Let's, <laughs> let's switch the. We'll switch the uh, the view there. Okay. <laughs> Somebody That's press so the. That, that changes <laughs> the ambiance. I think we're on. I think we're in, but I can't see him. Let's all go on this quest together. This is excellent. Uh, is this better? Okay. Oh, what's that? <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Thomas, and and if, if you could, Jake, how, how did you get involved with the film, Jake, first of all? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got asked to do a reading of it very early on by a casting director who just was asking actors to fill in. I think it was like a development reading or something at the early stages. And, and I got done and I was like, what the hell was that? That was insane. I've never read anything like that. And yeah. uh, Thomas was there, and, and he pulled me aside afterwards, and we talked about it for a long time. And then we met one other time uh, and and talked about it a little more and read a little bit more of it. And then I don't think he went out to anyone else for the role. It was kind of a, it was a weird thing where I didn't really have to audition. Uh, the reading was the audition. Nice. It's always good when that happens. Well, it, wow, that's a fantastic. So, Thomas, you must have been familiar with um, Jake's work to just offer him, pretty much offer him the role. Right, Thomas? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or do we still have Thomas with us? I see that he's still in the chat, but he, we just don't hear him. Oh, we hear Thomas a little bit. Thomas, I'm, are you with us? Now, it's going in and out. But Okay, uh, but we hear, we hear your video. We hear okay. your audio, so that's okay. the most integral okay. part. But I was curious, uh, because Jake said he did not need really need to audition. He just had to do a read. You must have been familiar with Jake's work to just pretty much offer him the role of the kid. Uh, no, I, you know, I didn't know that that much uh, uh, about Jake, honestly. But when he came in uh, and he started reading, I knew in five minutes because I, I knew I knew what I was after. And I, you know, there's no there's no sense in pursuing. I knew what I wanted. And that was five it. minutes. Are you kidding? Five, me? Say five. I know everything in five minutes. I, I know everything in five minutes. OK, you know. That is fantastic! Wow, and of course was you it? assembled quite a cast, um, Jake, uh, Jake and Thomas, uh, that you're working with. I mean, Thomas Sadowski, you have Gina Gershon and Mary Lou Henner, among many other great actors. Uh, Thomas, if you could tell us about how you assembled the rest of the cast, um, some huge names, a uh, part of this film. Yeah, uh, well, because they, they were very drawn to the writing because they all have theater uh, backgrounds. Yeah. So, um, you know, including Jake and, and Tommy and Pendleton, who I worked with on my, you know, a film in the 90s. Yes, so I saw that. They, you know, they, yeah. yeah, 
Oh, they all, yeah, they all have very specific ways of, of, of talking. And so I, I knew I, I sort of written, uh, wrote, especially for Pendleton. I know how many words he says in a sentence. So I, I, I knew I could tailor it to him and I knew he'd do it because he, he, he really likes working with me. So, right. you know, th- things grew from there. There's people I didn't know that I really, really enjoyed meeting. Josh Payas, who plays the lawyer, is great. And the, the, um, um, the fellow who's the uh, the bartender is terrific. Oh, he's wow. like the young, yeah. he's like the, the there, young Marty yeah. Feld. He's the young Marty Feldman, if you remember him from um, uh, 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 Young Frankenstein. So that's oh, yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he definitely surprised me. The, the actor who played the bartender when I, <laughs> when I heard his voice, it just really matches menacing um, exterior. And well, then he says, guess my boyfriend yeah. left me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a pretty, pretty big uh, funny moment in the film. Uh, I'd like to talk to you, Jake, about uh, working closely with Gina Gershon as the kind of your cougar one-night stand or one-day stand, I guess. Or, very, uh, yeah, very close. Uh, uh, <laughs> how did you like working with, with Gina? Cause I, I remember her from uh, Showgirls, and she was uh, quite the uh, – spectacle then and still a spectacle now yeah i mean gina's an icon i i i mean i, I you know i knew her work well and and uh i was thrilled when they found her for that role that was like one of the last roles they, they were trying to cast and um when she said yes i was floored i was like are you kidding me i get to have a makeout session with gina gershon <laughs> what's happening uh, and, you know, just the whole cast. I just want to give a quick shout out to our casting director, Steve Vincent and, and Sigdy McGuell, yes. who like put together this crazy no, don't, don't, cast. And I think I think as actors, we just we want to do we want to do interesting work. And this was this script was one of the most interesting things that I've ever read of thousands of scripts that I've gotten as auditions. Like I was like, I have no idea how this could go, but I know at the very least it's going to be interesting and people will talk about it. And that's, uh, that's more than you can say for a lot of projects. That's for sure. Yes. Yes. I'll certainly agree with those sentiments. The film is excellent. Again, a, fr- a breath of fresh air for sure. Uh, Thomas, uh, tell us how Mary Lou Henner got involved. I mean, we're talking an icon from taxi, you know, we're going way back. Yeah. Well, because she, she has this memory that she can remember anything or anyone for many, many, many years ago. Do you remember she? Yeah. She was a memory uh, person. So she read the script and like memorized the whole thing. Okay. You know, wow. so it was, it was, it was, it was really, it was really interesting. And and I met her, and it was, it was. She absorbs everything you're telling her, and then you never have to repeat it. So it was. Uh, she could. Oh yeah, she could tell you where you were, where she was at a certain date, and a certain time years ago. So yeah. So when you work with somebody like that, they you don't have to remember. Forget that they'll remember the lines. No problem. Awesome. Yeah, that was such a crazy day. We had like. We we were all in this room together. It was Jessica Walter, Tom Sadowski, Dee Dee Khan, Mary Lou Henner, like all hanging out. And they were like, Mary Lou and Jessica were talking about like stories from the business. And Dee Dee was filling in about her time on Green. Like it was just wild. It was just such a fun day. Awesome. And how did Thomas uh, Sadowski get involved? I mean, he's a very accomplished actor, both in stage and screen. And um, and Jake, how did you like working so closely with, with Tom? Yeah, I mean, um, he's amazing. I admired his work for a long time. One of the first shows that I saw in New York City was Other Desert Cities. And he, if he didn't originate the role, he came, was on Broadway in the role, in a role in that. 
so I knew his work from that and from the newsroom and, and many other projects. And, and mm -hmm. I was just thrilled that we had such an accomplished stage actor playing that role because we had 18 days to shoot and, and we were in every scene and we had so much dialogue that it was like, there's not going to be enough time. Like it needs to be someone nimble, someone agile, who's used to working in those conditions. That's just like ready to go and doesn't need their actors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, man. Yeah. He was amazing. You mentioned, yeah. And you mentioned 18 days, Thomas was, was mm -hmm. that a, um, a tight time crunch, I guess, or was that, um, something that you, you you had a set time to do or that's pretty much uh what it, all it took to shoot the entire film no you know why because i uh the locations are were no more than a mile uh and a half away from the the base camp so okay. i knew how fast people can get back and forth and yeah. i i know and i you could see all the, the the shots i do i get the most from a certain shot for a long time so there's not a lot of changing the lights and you know i i, I know how i shoot and but they the actors have to know those lines and so we can get a lot from one shot you know before i change so that's how we did it right so no room for improv right sticking to the script There's, there's very little. It was all in there, but the last yeah. take they would always they would always want to do a loose a loose, and I always let them do it. And some of it made into the film. They always want to do a loose take, uh, the last take, and I always would absolutely do it. Awesome. Okay. That, that's that's pretty awesome here. Ali, you Ali, you you had some question. I knew you had some on the tip of your tongue, didn't you, Ali? Yeah. Um, what was it like, like seeing? Um, the film play out and watching. Like, was it surreal for you with a lot of this? Um, with it happening to you and seeing it kind of come together. Oh, yeah, surreal. Uh, well, it take, you know, this, we shot this in 2017. So, oh, wow. uh, you know, yeah, because then things happen, as you can obviously know. And okay. uh, it's it was delayed. But uh, uh, I think in that time it was delayed. It, it, I settled into it more to answer your question. So I'm 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 not as shocked now that that gave me a little that year gave me a, a little time to back away from it but you know if this was a year sooner i'd probably be more uh, uh i'd answer that question differently does that yeah. make sense to you okay. yeah definitely how yeah. much of the script um and the film uh were things like that happened um based on the oh. person that, that you knew? yeah Oh, I would say that the the uh, like the opening is verbatim. The newspaper scene is very close. The walk and talk when they're they're talking. I had to combine a lot of elements that took place over a longer period of time into one scene. But m most of what you see uh, is true. Is true. Uh, you know, I wow. just had to condense condense. I had to condense certain things uh, for clarity. And uh, and and then I don't want to give away the ending, which I brought it full uh, circle by writing an ending. Like yeah, that. I wasn't yeah. sure how much you guys wanted to, to talk about certain plot points of the film, but I do want to talk about a couple if we if we can. Um, sure. as this won't Definitely. be posted until the February first uh, embargo free date. But um, I was curious about more details on why we didn't really get to see the kid's wife. Now it was kind of explained by that cut away with the director and writer that she's not funny enough, but there's a little bit more to that. Uh, yeah. I never want to show um, someone like that. It's best to keep it totally in your imagination uh, of, of, of why uh, she's not 
she's not seen because she's a, she's a not seen person or, you know, Jake is a, the character's married to her and he doesn't really see her. You see what happens in that scene with the popcorn, right? right. And she's watching, watching the film. That's someone, you know, that's, you don't show because that's, she's disrespected. So, you know, it's, she doesn't, I wouldn't show that. I wouldn't sh- leave that to the uh, imagination of the viewer. Yeah. I always saw it. I saw yeah. it as like a commentary on um, like a psychological piece of being a sociopath, which is sort of just a little bit of a disregard for, for others in, in certain ways. So I thought it was kind of like a brilliant play on that because we just sort of see that uh, his wife is a piece of his life, but not necessarily an active piece. That's right. Now, explain the little cutaway to the director and writer in quotes, which is not you, Thomas, was two actors playing the director and writer. Um, I mean, it it made sense to me, but it made it more of a movie within a movie kind of feel. Was was there a specific reason why you decided to go that route midway through the movie, it seemed? Uh, uh, Two reasons. One was I don't like to write exposition, so if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all in one scene. And the, 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 the second reason is that there are things that are said in that scene that no character would know to say. So yes. that except the only people that could say it are the people that made it. That's why it's the people that made it in the scene. Right. Okay. And that's why we Good never problem. hear. We never hear the narrator talk about how his wife died, which was, right. one, of the, was one of the things. And. It's interesting if you decide to put uh, Thomas's wife, you could have called Amanda Seyfried. You know that could have yeah. been <laughs> that have been awesome. that would have been amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, that's a, a very similar to Jake's wife. You decide to have that same approach with the narrator's wife. Don't show the backstory with the wife and how she died. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Interesting. Very, very, very interesting. I, I, yeah, and and now that after. Talking to you about that, Thomas, and that makes more sense. And I appreciate you sharing that with us. And uh, I, I guess we, we we don't want to go too much on the ending of it, but it did allude to a sequel, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I don't, I don't, oh, God. I'd have to put Jake's myself wife, through that again. I don't know. wife has a twin. <laughs> I mean, think of it this way. So he had this crazy six-month relationship with this dude who's a sociopath, right, or suspected sociopath. All these wild, true-life things happen. He decides to write a script about it, and then Sadowski and I are tasked with holding his hands through this journey of self-discovery where he has to re-experience all these events (laughs) that happen to him, like some sort of bad LSD trip that we're like, we're going to get you through it. There's like yeah, but I knew I knew how life. it was going to come out. Yeah, see, yeah, I knew how it was going to come out. You knew yeah. you were going to come out of it at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, tell us about your ten- tennis proficiency because you you guys really killed it on the tennis court, you and Tommy. Oh my god. <laughs> how, oh my how, how, how was that scene like? How... <laughs> I, I was waiting for that question. I yeah, was waiting for that question because I'm sure dreadful. Uh, absolutely the worst tennis players i have so ever seen both of them so bad that's the <laughs> testament that is a testament to my my editors who are you know, just drunk. brilliant I, I, yeah it was bad we strung together maybe like twice five hits back and forth like maybe uh, twice 
on on yeah. like eight hours of shooting. It was really bad. But you'd never know. You'd never know. Yeah, but you have to understand the camera's there. You have to hit it within like a certain area for like the way we were filming it. So it wasn't like okay, I'll I'll give myself a little bit because I do fancy myself a little bit of an athlete. It wasn't just the fact that we were playing tennis. It was the fact that we had to play tennis within specific parameters. Yeah, that's oh, right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And I do have another interesting question. Um, so Jake and the narrator, uh, well, the kid and the narrator, um, getting a little bit of a road rage, well, more so the kid gets a little road rage, uh, with an elderly gentleman uh, who's played by Austin Pendleton, right? Yes. And um, we never got to see the aftermath of what happened in that one WTF moment. Let's just say, that's yeah. What what happened to his character? Well, he's he says in the hospital he's he got divorced. You know what I mean? He realized because that sociopaths dismantle you. So you see, the the kid dismantled that guy, just dismantled him by asking him several questions, and the guy just you know. All of a sudden, he realizes his marriage isn't bad. He's, in a, you know, this is what they do. They work on you until you question yourself, you know. And that's why, you know, Sadowski in that scene is says, "Careful, he's a sociopath," because he sees what he's doing to to the Pendleton character. Right. And Pendleton Pendleton ends up getting divorced, you know, and and leaving his wife. And if if he didn't follow him close that night in the truck, none of it would have happened. Oh, okay. Very very interesting, guys. This is, a, again, a great film. I was curious, Thomas, had the whole pandemic didn't happen, did you have other yeah. plans for the film, like other festivals, um, premieres, or, you know, other plans, yeah. but obviously then the VOD route? We actually, well, it's going to theaters and and and, uh, and streaming, but the, the thing is, this was the last picture to premiere before the pandemic. They stopped the festival that was Cinequest the night after. Ah. This was the last picture the yeah. night before we were there it's wow. crazy story yeah i remember flying in and like i was things were just kind of starting like with the pandemic and um we're talking right, mid-march the, the cases had happened and That's right and it's exactly like, right. okay we're gonna fly in it's okay it's not a big deal maybe it is a big deal but we'll be careful and then it seemed like in the matter of uh, like the week that we were there everything just like flipped on its head like all of a sudden everything was just canceled yeah. They like packed everything up and they're like, we'll see you in August, uh, August, which clearly yeah. we're past August again. Right. Which is wild. That's right. But it was the night before it was the last wow. picture to premiere. Wow. wow. Yeah. Interestingly <laughs> really enough, close. with a small cast, you probably could have shot this film with the pandemic going on. Yeah. I can imagine obviously COVID testing every day on set, but I think this film would have been possible. You think? I know they're old. It's an older cast. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it would have been, uh, you know, I think it would have been tough. It would have been tough. Yeah. It's also wow. tough because like indie filmmaking, because I, I produce indie films as well. And, and it's just hard right now because you're adding on so much cost for health and medical. Like you're adding on like five Absolutely. to 10 extra on top of whatever you're paying now, like oh, wow. every indie budget to get films done on a feature scale, like if you have more than five cast members. So it's just, it's tough right out, out for the indie film market. I'm so glad we were able to make this before all this craziness happened. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really glad about that. And and how have you both been handling time 
uh, staying busy during the pandemic um, work-wise? Uh, I wrote another picture, so I know what I'm going to do. Uh, I know what I'm going to do next. So uh, awesome. that's, how I, that's how I did it. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, awesome. I've been um, doing some narrative podcast work that I'm excited about. And, oh, cool. Uh, I shot actually another indie film that I was, that I was in um, and random auditions and, and a lot of development work, but, and, and we're having another baby. My wife and I are, you know, pandemic. Oh, baby. congratulations. Congratulations. Nice. Yeah, congratulations. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And Jake, Jake, you actually had a, another recent film called the drummer. You work with uh, Danny Glover. Oh yeah. That was awesome, man. I totally, yeah, that was, a, that was a good time. Danny Glover was, is just like a gem of a human being. Uh, yeah, another crazy indie experience. I love working on indie films because it's a, it's a yeah. team experience. It's a family. Like everyone's in it. No one's in it to make a bunch of cash. Like everyone is in it just because they believe in the story and they want to, they want to make a cool film. You know. Love it. I know Jake so long. He wasn't married when I when I. That's how long ago this is. This has gone on back. You know. No, yeah. I was, I was married. married. I didn't. Uh, no, what, you weren't married. Oh, yeah. You were getting married. You were getting married because I know we were getting married at. No, you weren't married yet. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, wild. I definitely wow. didn't. And uh, Thomas, I actually took a look at your IMDb. Prior to The Mimic, you have two other films that you written and directed, uh, but they were yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. Um, talk about that, um, I guess, that lull uh, between The Mimic and uh, – your last films, which were Charlie Hoboken and Undertow. Well, that was, you know, that was the 90s was, you know, independent film, 35 millimeter. It was a different, different yeah. uh, scenario uh, than today. And so it was a completely different market. There were DVDs were just coming out. You're talking VHS tapes. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? This is another, this is another world. All right. So, yes. uh, so I did that world and I, I, I did other things. I lived in other places. And I, 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 I came back and I ran into this crazy guy. And I said, I, I got to do it. I got to do it. I can't, I can't, I can't. This, I just got to go back into it. And uh, <laughs> it took me a little while, but I got, I got back. You know, okay, I got back. So you actually left the industry for a little while. Yeah, because, you know, you, you got to have something to say. And because yes. if you're going to give two, two years of your life, you got to have something to say. If you don't have anything to say, do something else. So that's why I did something else. And now I, I got something to say and I came back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know. Well, I, yeah, I was checking out Charlie Hoboken on IMDb. Austin Pendleton is in that film, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. Yet young Jen at then, very young Jennifer Esposito. Yeah. And I'm a big yeah. Walking Dead fan. You had Tova Felcha. Um, oh, my. Well, yeah. You remember yeah. she was the, the leader of Alexandria before uh, uh, yeah. Rick and the group took over. She was fantastic in that. Um, how did you like working with uh, Jennifer and Tova? Oh, that was. Yeah. No, that, it, it was it was always it was it was, you know, this I write in a certain style. So they yeah. really enjoy that. Again, both of those actors have theater, heavy theater experience. So I, you know. I, uh, I don't think I've yet worked with a film actor that's just have done film, so that it's very helpful because they they push back into in, yeah and the, how they started they became film actors but they started stage actors and in Tom's case uh, he goes back to the stage like once a year if he can yep you know it's imp very important to him. 
And you're absolutely right. I mean, when you when you have a time crunch, a certain number of days to finish a film, it's very important that you have good actors that are that have that training and have that capacity for memorization because yeah, you have that limited time crunch and you got to get you got to get that done. So um yeah, again, you, great casting. Great casting. Uh you want to you cuz you want to hear a very quick t- uh, Tova Felcher story? Yeah, really yes. good. Where we were in shooting Charlie Hoboken, they couldn't get this emotional scene and I had them on close up and I and I went to uh I went to Austin it was between Austin and her. I went to Austin I said, "Listen, you know, all I can do is I could just change lenses and we can get this on the next one and get out of here. And Toba came up to me and she says, keep it close. And we got it. <laughs> you take a close up, you take a close up away from her. That's it. Okay. We got it. <laughs> that's, awesome. that's awesome. Wow. We thank you so much, guys. Uh, Jake, thank you. Thomas, um, if you could, before we let you go, let us know who you are. A little promo. Uh, throughout who you are, uh, plug for the film, and let us know you're on Below the Belt show. And whatever you want at the end. Yeah, okay. sure. Uh, Jake Robinson, playing the kid in The Mimic, coming out February 5th. And I'm on Below the Belt show. Woohoo! And this is Tom Maziotti, the writer-director of The Mimic, coming out February 5th. And I really enjoyed being on the Below the Belt show. Yes! Awesome! Thanks, Thanks so much, guys. I will be. Thank I've you. already watched the film, uh, so uh, I implore everybody. It's an incredible film, guys. I really enjoyed it, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, a lot of funny moments, a lot of emotional moments too. So, as someone that knows mm-hmm. personally knows a sociopath too, actually <laughs> opened my eyes to a lot of things. And Chachi and Ali, you knew who I'm alluding to. But anyways, <laughs> and we always end with a nice little snapshot. So, uh, Chachi, if you can take the honors. Yes, definitely. All right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry that my video didn't work, but at least we, you heard me. That's all right. <laughs> all right. On the count of three, everybody. One, two, three. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, everybody. Be okay. safe. Good luck with the Thank film. You. Uh, it's you, fantastic. So February 5th, Video on Demand Select Theaters. So check it out. You have an official website too, right? Yes, the, the mimic.com. Uh, the mimic what's it called the mimic movie.com the mimic movie.com the official website and, and the gravitas ventures on their site as well the distributor awesome thomas thank you so much for being a part of thank you and thank you, thank you so, so much. much jake have a good one well, have thank a good you bye bye thank you bye bye thank you guys